Hello and welcome to the Humura Show, hosted by me, Humura Ruth. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing lovely. And if it's not going well for you, take it to the Lord in prayer. It's what I always say. Welcome to the Humura Show, which is a podcast dedicated to sharing the beauty of Africa with you and with the rest of the world. If you're new here, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you subscribe and leave a great review and enjoy our company. And if you've been here from day one, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you. Welcome to another episode where I take you to another beautiful place in Africa. Now, this country was once known as the jewel of Africa because of its great prosperity. It is also an extremely beautiful country in Africa and it is also one of those most visited countries in Africa. I am going to be taking you to Zimbabwe. I hope you enjoy it and uh, I hope this makes you want to visit Zimbabwe even more. Alright, let's take a short break and when we return, we'll dive into Zimbabwe. Before we get back into the show, if you love my take on Uganda... And you love Formula One, why not check out my Formula One podcast called ZF1 Amateur? ZF1 Amateur is a post Formula One race commentary podcast hosted by me, Humura Ruth, that's available on your favorite podcasting player or platform. So just go to your favorite podcast player or just search on your favorite search engine, ZF1 Amateur Podcast, and you'll be sure to get Formula One closer to you. And if you like Formula E, as I do, you should also check out my Formula E podcast called Z Formula E podcast that's all about Formula E racing as well as sustainable mobility. Thank you so much. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome back from that short break. Now let's dive into Zimbabwe. Now Zimbabwe is a landlocked country in Southeast Africa. In fact, it is found between the Zambezi and the Limpopo rivers. When it comes to its neighbors, it is bordered by South Africa to the south, Botswana to the southwest, Zambia to the north, and Mozambique to the east. As a country, it received its independence from the United Kingdom on the 18th of April in 1980. And then it was declared a republic on the 2nd of March in 1970. Despite the fact that Zimbabwe is landlocked, it's relatively big, at least according to me. It has a total land area of 390,757 kilometers squared. If you prefer miles, that's 150,872 square miles. When it comes to citizens as Zimbabwe, Harare is the capital city and it has a population of about 2.1 million people. And then there are other cities such as Bulawayo, which has a population of 1.2 million people. There is Gweru, which has a population of just over 160,000 people. There is Mutare, which has a population of just over 190,000 people. Then there is Mazvingo, which has a population of just over 73,000 people. And there are many other cities is there including Kwekwe and so many others. The total population in Zimbabwe according to a 2020 estimate is that there's 15 million Zimbabweans living in Zimbabwe. The current president of Zimbabwe is President Emerson Mangagwa. I am sorry if I pronounced his name wrongly. And the currency used in Zimbabwe is the United States dollar. Whenever you're in Zimbabwe, remember to drive on the left. I think this is something I see a lot. Usually, African countries that were once colonies of the United Kingdom, 
drive on the left. So if you're ever in an African country that was once colonized by the British, chances are the driving side is the left side. When it comes to languages, it's quite interesting in Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe has 16 official languages and they are Chewa, Chibare, English, Kalanga, Khoisan, Nambia, Ndawu, Ndebele, Shangani, Shona, Sign Language, Soto, Tonga, Swana, Venda, and Osa. In fact, 70% of the population in Zimbabwe speaks Shona, and then 20% of the population speaks Ndebele, and then the rest speak English. But here's the thing. English is the second language of a majority of black Zimbabweans, and then it's the first language of most white Zimbabweans. So if you're visiting Zimbabwe and you speak English, you'll, get, you'll find your way around quite easily. Now, speaking of people in Zimbabwe, ethnic groups, according to the 2012 census, this is how they stand. 99% of the population in Zimbabwe is comprised of comprised of black Africans and then the rest of the population is constituted of white Africans, colored and the Asian people. When it comes to faith, uh, 84% of the population is Christian and then the other faiths come in next, Islam and the traditional faiths. And then I forgot to say this earlier, but the motto of Zimbabwe is unity, freedom and unity, freedom, work. There isn't an and in there. So yeah, that's pretty much about Zimbabwe. The currency used there is the United States dollar and the dialing code is plus two six three. All right. I think I said I've given you a brief introduction of Zimbabwe or there's something some people ask a lot. People from Zimbabwe are called Zimbabweans or Zimbo. I stand to be corrected on the Zimbo part. But yes, now let's take a short break. And when we return, I'll share with you some pretty interesting facts about Zimbabwe that will make you want to visit. All right, welcome back from that short break. Now, here are some interesting facts about Zimbabwe that I thought you should know. Fact number one, did you know that Zimbabwe set a Guinness World Record as the country with the most official languages in the world? As I said earlier, Zimbabwe has 16 national languages, and I think I read them out before, but let me say them to you again. They are Chewa, Chibarawe, English, Kalanga, Khoisan, Nambia, Ndou, Ndebele, Shangani, Shona, Sign Language, Soto, Tonga, Swana, Venda, and Osa. Then, fact number two, Zimbabwe was one of the last few African states to obtain its independence. Zimbabwe obtained its independence from the United Kingdom on the 18th of April in 1980, way later than other African states. Then, it is home to one of the world's seven wonders and the world's largest waterfall. I think you knew this. Zimbabwe is home to the Victoria Falls. These falls are so big and so wide. In fact, they are 1.7 kilometers wide and they do have a spray that can be seen from 50 kilometers away. They are also so big that they are shared between Zambia and Zimbabwe. Another fact about Zimbabwe is that it is home to one to the world's largest man-made lake, that is Lake Kariba. Now, Lake Kariba is a hydroelectric reservoir with a 663,000 kilometers squared catchment area and a length of 223 kilometers. 
Then it is believed, Zimbabwe is believed to be the location of Ophir, which is where King Solomon in the Bible got his ivory, gold, and other precious items. In fact, ancient Shona City in Zimbabwe also was well known as a trading spot for gold and iron between the Portuguese and Indian traders. So it's fair to say that Zimbabwe is not short of precious items. Then Zimbabwe is also one of the world's top producers of tobacco. And about 20% of the population in, Zim in Zimbabwe consumes tobacco. Then after Botswana, Zimbabwe has the second largest elephant population in the world. Zimbabwe is actually home to more than 85,000 elephants. So if you're ever in Zimbabwe, make sure to see an elephant or two or three or four or a thousand of them. Then did you know this in regards to size about Zimbabwe? Zimbabwe is larger than Germany. But Zimbabwe has a population of only 15 million people, slightly over 15 million people, while Germany, that is smaller than Zimbabwe, has a population of 80 million people. Hmm, I found that interesting. Then when it comes to rock paintings, Zimbabwe has Southern Africa's highest concentration of rock art that can be found in thousands of sites that are all over the country. In fact, if you visit Zimbabwe, make sure to visit a site or two to see the rock paintings. Then last but not least, Zimbabwe is home to five UNESCO World Heritage Sites. Three of them are cultural sites. They are the Kami Ruins, Great Zimbabwe National Monument, and Matoba Hills. Then the other two sites that are UNESCO World Heritage Sites are natural sites. They are Victoria Falls and the Mana Pools. Then to wrap it all up, Zimbabwe is a multi-currency country. In fact, let me quote something I read from bigseventtravel.com. And this is what they say, and I quote them. One of the most interesting facts about Zimbabwe concerns its currency. Since 2008, when massive inflation hit the country, Zimbabwe has been a multi-currency nation. To combat the inflation, Zimbabwe abandoned its own currency, the Zimbabwean dollar, and started using other currencies such as the US dollar, the South African rand, the euro, and the Botswana pula. You could theoretically buy an item priced in US dollars, pay in South African rands, and get a change in euros. But then in 2015, the Japanese yen, the Australian dollar, the Indian rupee, and the Chinese renminbi also became legal tenders in Zimbabwe. However, in 2018, the Zimbabwean government reinstated the Zimbabwean dollar as a local currency. That is some very interesting information about Zimbabwe. All right, let's take a break. And then when we come back, I'm going to give you some amazing places to visit when you're in Zimbabwe. <music> Welcome back from that short break. Now, here are some touristy things that you can do on your visit to Zimbabwe. We'll start off with the most obvious one. I think a lot of people expect this. When it comes to Southern and Eastern Africa, it is very famous, popular for its amazing safaris because of um, the abundance of wildlife that is found there and just the beauty of Southern and, and Eastern Africa. Not that Western and the Northern part of um Africa is not as beautiful, 
But to be fair and to be honest, Southern and Eastern Africa has some of the most amazing safaris. In fact, they say the most amazing safaris that you can have in the world are in South Africa. So, and you get that, that is in Southern Africa. So it's no surprise that also Zimbabwe has some amazing safaris and places that you can visit to see a lot of wildlife. Now we'll start off with the largest game reserve in Zimbabwe. That is the Hwange National Park. Now, the Hwange National Park is the largest and oldest game reserve in Zimbabwe. And it is really big. It covers 14,650 square kilometers. And it's an amazing place. Remember, Zimbabwe is home to the largest elephant population. I told you that before. Now, the Hwange elephant population is thought to be one of the largest populations of elephants in the world. So naturally, you're bound to find to find lots of elephants in Hwange National Park. The park itself is also home to hundreds of species of mammals, including the big five. The big five, we always talk about the elephant, the lion, the leopard, uh, the rhino, and the buffalo. It is also home to the very rare African wild dog. That's a very rare one to find. It is also home to the endangered black rhino. It is also home to the brown hyenas. And the park is home to 400 bird species. So there's a lot for you to do and to see when you're in Hwangi National Park. Now the park is found in the western part of the country on the border with Botswana. And don't worry about accommodation because it has all types of accommodation ranging from luxury lodges to rustic camps where you can really experience an authentic night in the African bush. Now, another place you can visit in Zimbabwe is the Victoria Falls. These falls are found in the western part of the country and they're the largest waterfalls in the world. Now, you'll find the Victoria Falls on the Zambezi River that marks the border between Zambia and Zimbabwe. So these falls are shared between Zambia and Zimbabwe. The falls on their own are 354 feet or if you prefer meters, that's 108 meters in height. And they are 5,604 feet or 1,708 feet in width. So that gives you an idea of how tall and how wide the falls are. Now, when it, if you can visit them in the flood season, even better. Because in the flood season, the spray that comes off the waterfalls can be seen 50 kilometers away. So you don't exactly have to be at Victoria Falls to see all that spray. But it would be amazing if you were at the falls. Now, when you're very close to the falls, the sound of the waves is almost deafening because it's very loud. That's a lot of water pouring down um, pouring down a cliff. And so the sound is very deafening and you're definitely going to get weight because the spray of the waterfalls is going to hit you. It's an amazing experience that I think everybody should try out. Now, the local name for the Victoria Falls is Mosi Oatunya which in other words means the smoke that thunders. So you definitely have to visit those amazing water, uh, waterfalls. Another place you can visit when in Zimbabwe is Lake Kariba. Now Lake Kariba is the world's largest man-made lake in terms of volume. And it stretches for over 140 miles. That's about 220 kilometers in length and then it measures 25 miles or 40 kilometers in width so it's a pretty large lake this one is found in the northeastern part of the victoria falls so you'll find the zambezi river feeding into lake kariba which is on the zambian border 
Now, while there, you can stay in a lodge around the lake. There's a national park, I believe, on the southern part of the southern shore of the lake. Or you can even stay on a houseboat, which I think is much more exciting. Another place to visit in Zimbabwe is the Manapools National Park. Now, the Manapools National Park is found in the northern part of the country, and it is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. And that's because it has a uh, large concentration of wildlife, including elephants, buffaloes, leopards, cheetahs, hippos, now crocodiles, and other wildlife. Now, the wildlife found there lives in four pools, hence the name the Manapools National Park. So there are four pools, and each of these pools was created by the Zambezi River before it altered its course to flow northward. But yes, so they're really large pools that can sustain the wildlife there. And it's a beautiful place to see lots of wildlife in Zimbabwe. Then you can also visit Bulawayo, which is Zimbabwe's second largest city after the capital city, Harare. Now, Bulawayo was founded in the mid-19th century by the Ndebele king, Lubengula. Then later on, the city came under the British South Africa Company rule during the Matebele War. And because of all of this, the city's current architecture has influences of the colonial era in it. So you'll see the buildings having that kind of colonial influence in the architecture and the design. And I think that's pretty amazing. Going back in time while being in the present always feels amazing. Now, while you're in Bulawayo, there's a lot for you to do. You can visit the Nesbit Castle that looks and feels medieval. It's actually a boutique hotel as well, so you can stay there. You can visit Chipangali Wildlife Orphanage that is southeast of the city. You can visit the Natural History Museum in Bulawayo, which is the best museum in Southern Africa. And it ranks for this in fourth in size among the museums in Africa. So it's an amazing place you've got to visit. You can also go whitewater rafting on the Zambezi River. You can visit Mizilikazi Art and Craft Center. You can visit the National Railway Museum. There's so much you can do in Bulawayo. One very huge thing that you can do in Bulawayo is, I believe, visiting the Matobo Hills World Heritage Site. Or as others may call them, Matobo Hills. Actually, Matobo in Ndebele means bald heads. So this one is found, uh, this site is found south of Bulawayo. And it's an ancient rocky landscape with one of the highest concentrations of prehistoric rock paintings in southern Africa. So you'll find lots of rocks that are interestingly balanced together, you know, if you were to build it on your own, you'd feel, think and believe that the rocks would fall, but they're balanced together somehow. And these rocks are marked with ancient rock art that was created by the Sun Bushmen 2,000 years ago. So somehow the rocks, it's just, it's beautiful. You can even Google it and see it. The rocks are impossibly balanced on top of each other and they don't fall. So while you're there, you can go hiking. Um, it also has a good concentration of white and black rhinos. In fact, this World Heritage Site is home to the largest population of leopards in Southern Africa. So that's something else you can do there. Other than that, the hills are also home to battle sites, graves, ruins and relics that date back thousands of years. So there's a lot of history there that you could explore. Another place you can visit is the Kami Ruins, which are a UNESCO World Heritage Site as well in Zimbabwe. These ones are found in the western part of the country. And now the Kami ruins were once the capital of the Butuwa state. 
and in fact the leaders of the Butuwa state back then reigned from about 1450 AD to 1644 AD. While you're there, you can get to learn more about uh, the history of the Butuwa state and there's a museum at the site with all this information that you can get from them. Last but not least, you can visit the Great Zimbabwe National Monument. Now, this one is a UNESCO World Heritage Site that you definitely have to visit. It's south of Harare and east of Bulawayo. This site is home to the remains of Great Zimbabwe, which was the capital of the historic kingdom of Zimbabwe. So it was built way back in the between the 11th century and the 15th century. So you can get to know more about uh, the historic kingdom of Zimbabwe while you're there. In fact, I believe artifacts, including Arab coins that are believed to have come from the East African coast and porcelain from China, have been found at this site, which implies that Great Zimbabwe was once a mighty trade center back in the days, as has been believed. And last, uh, to top it all off, you can visit the Chinhoi Caves. Um, now, the Chinhoi Caves are part of the Chinhoi Caves National Park. These caves back in the day, because not even back in the day, this is a long time ago. These are caves that are made out of dolmite and limestone and have been inhabited since the first century. So that's a really long time ago. But anyway, these caves were a refuge for the Mashona chief, Chinhoi, and his people from raiding tribes. So whenever tribes were raiding the Mashon, uh, the Mashona chief's people, I believe those are the Shona. If I am wrong, please correct me. I'm sorry about that. They would hide out in the Chinhoi caves. Now, they're beautiful. As I said before, they're made out of dolmite and limestone. So when you're there, you get to... To see what it was like way back in the day. In fact, one of the places you should visit in those caves is the Wanda Hole. It is a collapsed cavern with thin walls that end up into the crystalline sleeping pool. Oh, did I even mention that um, Chinhoi Caves is a popular destination for technical scuba diving? You can go scuba diving there. And uh, one of the places you can arrange your excursion sorry, is through the Scuba World and Universal Adventures which is a Harare best dive center. There are things, there's a lot to do in Zimbabwe, but because of time, we can go through it all. But I hope this list um, gave you an idea of what you can do when you're in Zimbabwe. It's one of my favorite countries in Africa, and you definitely, definitely have to visit. Now, let's take a short break, and when we come back, I will share with you some of the amazing cuisines that you can find in Zimbabwe. <laughs> Welcome back from that trip break. Now, let me share with you 10 dishes that you can try when you are in Zimbabwe. We'll start off with Madora or as others would call it, Masimbi or as others would call it, Mopane worms. Now, I don't know if I pronounced it right, but they're the Mopane worms. They are delicacy in Zimbabwe and um, a lot of people love them. They're, these are worms that are gotten from the Mopane trees. And they're green at times, or sometimes they're green, sometimes they're black, but they do have a white stain to them. And what happens is they're squeezed clean of their internal fluid and then boiled or sun-dried for consum or salted, sorry, for consumption. So you definitely have to try it. It's for the brave-hearted if you're not used to it. You can also try mutukura or 
Yes, it's Motukura. I don't know the other name for it. Basically, this one is a, a grains mixture. So it's a mixture of grains ranging from maize, groundnuts, cowpeas, and even nuts that have been mixed together to form Motukura. You can also try peanut butter rice. That is delightful. Or as the locals would call it, Mopunga Unedovi. Now, if I pronounce it wrongly, I am really sorry. I am Miss African. But basically, this is rice that has been mixed with peanut butter. You can also try mahandire, which is roasted corn with some groundnuts that are salted with oil and butter. I don't know. Butter always makes everything better, so you definitely should try those. You can also try gangu, which is a meaty dish comprising of chicken offals or a combination of beef and pork with some vegetables. You can also try nopi or pumpkin soup, as others would call it. So it's basically a tender boiled peeled pumpkin. Last but not least, you can try chimodo, which is a baked dessert made from a mixture of flour, corn flour mixed with sugar, salt, and some butter. Nothing ever goes wrong with butter. And you can also try mufushwa, which is which is basically sun-dried leafy vegetables. And then you can also try um, sadza or pap or hard cornmeal. You can try okra and so many other dishes. Because of time, I can't get into that. But I hope that made you, this entire episode made you fall in love with Zimbabwe. I don't know if you can tell, but I really love Zimbabwe so much. Yes, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had a wonderful time. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review. It greatly helps. And if you like, you can reach out to me. I would love that so much. My email address is mbabaziruth77 at gmail.com. That is spelled as M-B-A-B-A-Z-I-R-U-T-H 77 at gmail.com. Or you can find the Instagram page for this podcast. as uh, The name of the Instagram page is at Zhumura Show. And on Twitter, my handle is at Humura Ruth. Thank you so much for listening in. I always appreciate it. And I hope this episode make, make you want to visit Africa even more. Or, you know, visit another African country if you if you live in Africa like I do. Or travel even more. Or just to get to know Africa even better. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Have a lovely, lovely week.